Fringe in the Feather, where we talk about it all. Yeah. So, <laughs> what were you just saying about your your state? I have to, yeah. I'm very. I was just. I'm trying. It sounds like I'm putting in a lot of effort right now. It's because I'm trying to roll out my calf muscle. I think it's. Yeah, this is my calf. This is my calf because uh, I'm very sweaty after the gym, which segues nicely into the day's topic. Because athletics. That's. This is my calf. Like I just imagine you pointing at your calf, and you're like, "This is my shin. That is my calf." I'm really bad. I'm really bad with actual muscles and like oh, dude, same. body like body parts because I'll go and I'll get a massage. And I'll be like, I think it's my thigh or my under thigh, which it I think is. is your hamstring is the actual word for it. I say my oh, under your quad. Thigh, sounds terrible. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm rolling it out, rolling out the muscles. I get that with um from my training. Specifically for my train for my trainings. <laughs> I get that sometimes with uh, the muscles in the arm. Like sometimes people will say, like oh. I, sometimes literally people say biceps and I'm like uh I have to think about if that's the upper one or the lower one right I know it's so hard. you know anatomy exactly not our strong which is hilarious because I had to take anatomy oh. in university clearly didn't do well it's a good thing I'm not a doctor I didn't uh I did not take those that's I definitely I didn't take any so that's <laughs> as you can tell because I don't know my body parts at all but what we do know about or what you know about are sprouts Sprots, sports. That's right. That is right. I probably know far (laughs) too much about sprots. I tried really hard. I tried really hard to segue that, and that was a really poor segue. Uh, Yeah, so it works. It works. So we're talking about sports thing today. (laughs) We just keep making up our own words. Sprots, sports thing, sports thing. You know, goal teams, scola, gore. A uh, gore! Oh my god! <laughs> I was trying to say a goal, touchdown, basket point, but you know, the right. gore works too. I this like is that. literally Mean Girls. Like we're at the gruel section of the podcast. I was just gonna say gruel. Oh, so good, so good. Oh my god! Oh, I just realized that I could talk about my football days actually in here at some point. So, well, that's another little note to myself that I can. I can talk about those days back in in university. Um, okay. I just, I think it's hilarious because I think of you as an athlete and, and in talking to you about this while we were doing the prep, it's like, no. oh, I guess I am. Like, you just keep remembering things that indeed make you an athlete. Oh, yeah. I guess so. Like, okay. So when I was growing up, I, I've always danced as most of people who have been listening to this know. I've always danced but um I tried sports like I did track and field and I did soccer for a while and baseball as a kid like I did those things but I think because none of them stuck as much as like dance and the arts I don't feel like an athlete I also was not I was a good baseball player but and I wasn't bad at track uh volleyball to this day if I was to run into my old volleyball coach in Sarnia I would probably be terrified. Um, <laughs> she straight up, she straight up scared me. Uh, and I stayed on the bench a lot because oh, I was too nervous. Good. Yeah, I was too nervous to play because she was so intimidating. And she thought it was like, I don't know, she got, she was so competitive with like high school volleyball. 
So no, no, thank you. So yeah, I do actually. I don't want to say she peaked, but I'm gonna say she peaked a wee bit, a wee bit. But she, uh, yeah, yeah. I think I don't know if she's still coaching. God, I hope she didn't hear this. Um, yeah. So that's how, <laughs> that's how I got my start, start in sport. I basically played lots of sports growing up, but uh, it's it's they yeah none of them really like stuck. So yeah. So that's interesting because I had like I growing up I did sports but I hated them like for the most part I did swimming and I also did dance and then I had a gym teacher in middle school who kind of like changed everything like he Mm. the way he taught gym and the way he talked about sports and we got to try a whole bunch of them and um, I think classmates if they're listening to this who were in that gym class with me uh he just made everything really fun so then all of a sudden I was like super into sports like I went from not doing anything to I was on the track team I played flag football um ultimate Mm. frisbee like we did a ton of stuff that's awesome and I pretty much have liked sports ever since then so it's amazing how you had a teacher who ruined it and I had a teacher who was like (laughs) I can be Aladdin Aladdin of gym teachers awesome yeah yeah I don't um yeah the Aladdin gym teacher yeah I just don't have a standout of like coaches from back in the day I had like really competitive coaches so I think my that's why I didn't like stick with team sports because I like competitiveness is not my jam I get too overwhelmed and my type a-ness explodes and I can't handle it so um that's that's (laughs) that's where we're now I would also say, like, I'm super competitive, but I'm not, I'm always competitive with myself. Mm. Like, I don't know if you remember this from our, our axering yes, days, but, I like, do. I would get super pissed off, but it would only be at yeah, me. You were like, with everybody yourself. else throwing, I'd be like, yes, you're doing so well, try that thing, blah, 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 and then it would come to me and be like, you knew you could throw better. Like, I just get super <laughs> amped yeah. up. Yeah. You, you're your, you your own, my high school volleyball coach. Worst enemy. I'm trying not to like say her name because I'm so concerned that she'll hear this one day. But yeah, you were like her. That's yeah. I mean, if she's still coaching, to be honest, she probably needs to know this because she's traumatizing generations of new kids. Uh... So <laughs> unless you were good, everybody, if you were good, she didn't. Yeah. And so, how are okay. you supposed to get better if she never let you play? I know, exactly. Uh. Yeah. Oh God. Memories. I was good at serving. <laughs> I was good at serving. Um. So you had somebody who changed everything, which is awesome. Yeah. And I have these two friends, two female identifying friends who actually watch sports for fun. So you are one of my two uh, female identifying friends who actually are really into even watching sports. So that's, a, that's I know I'm possibly stereotyping, but I don't know a lot of women who actually like watching sports. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say I know a decent amount, but I would say the person that I do know who watches sports as much as I do would be my sister. Mm. Um, and she is kind of a one sport gal, although she like, she predominantly watches baseball. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not true. I have another friend, um, who is also hugely into baseball, mm-hmm. but yeah, I was, I, uh, love sports and watch the big four um definitely watch hockey the most um it's gone through phases with me like growing up we were a soccer family because we were a european family so we played soccer my dad played soccer we watched soccer like that was just kind of what we did um 
and then later on um picked up hockey and football and then um I taught myself baseball because it was the only sport of the big four that I didn't know the rules to. And that pissed me off because I'm a completionist. So <laughs> I taught myself baseball. Uh, I know basketball, but it's kind of like my least, like I don't watch basketball that often. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of, I know I just lost myself down the funnel there of <laughs> where we need to get back to, but. Oh, that's. That's that's more than I watch. So yeah, I I grew up like half watching baseball. My dad would have it on, but I didn't really know what was going on in it. I don't think I've learned the rules. Like I know the basic rules of most sports, but like the the intricacies, uh, not at all, not at all. And I've played a lot of the sports, and I you know I just would do whatever the coaches would tell me to do. So I think that's amazing that you like taught yourself all the rules and um, do know the intricacies. Because I yeah, I got nothing. Got the only the only one I would say would be so first of all I mean when you're playing a sport versus when you watch a sport is entirely different because when you're playing a sport like when you're playing baseball um at the core you kind of really only need to know what you need to do Mm -hmm. like you need to know the big picture but you predominantly need to know I need to be here. And if this happens, I throw to the pitcher. And if this happens, I throw to second. Like you have to know situationally what you need to do, mm-hmm. but it doesn't super help you. If you know, like this, the intricacies, at least at a lower level, that's my opinion anyways. Um, at like major league level, like with baseball, I would say too, like I, there's also some stuff that I'm still even learning now, like pitch framing. What? Pitch framing is the thing I only learned about last season. And it's like, so pitch framing, this is, I'm going to get this wrong, but from what I understand is it's essentially when the pitcher, so the pitcher and the catcher, um, when the pitcher is throwing, they communicate to each other using the signs, right? We've all seen the guy, he crutches down, he does a whole bunch of like sign language signs, and then they know what pitch he wants. So pitch framing is all about how the catcher positions himself over home plate. So really good catchers can position themselves in a way that basically it manipulates the strike zone. So the strike zone being the like rectangle that they have over the plate and the pitcher's trying to get within the strike zone um, as close as he can, but also far enough away that the batter can't hit Mm. and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So um, pitch framing from what I've gathered is like a way to manipulate the strike zone so that you can either get a walk if the umpire wasn't calling the strike zone or like depending on um, umpires are human beings so they have strike zone um, biases so some of them call the strike zone really wide some of them call them really narrow some of them call them narrow for one team and wide for another so it's mm. a way basically for the pitcher or for the catcher sorry to have more influence over what gets called and what doesn't mm-hmm. So, like, stuff like that, like, that I was just learning about last year, and that's still, like, there's so many things with baseball that's, like, super intricate that I'm, like, what the fuck is this? Uh, and then there's... Like, that's like, yeah, that's so much. Wow. It is. It's a lot. And to be honest, uh, in my opinion, that's stuff that, like, as a casual fan, you don't need to know. Right. Like, for me, it's just interesting... Um, and I enjoy talking to people about it or hearing people talk about it who know what the hell they're talking about. But, like, to just enjoy a baseball game, you don't need to know about pitch framing. Uh, and then there's a whole bunch of shit, like, the the code. Every sport has a code, which just, oh, my God, it does my noggin in. Like, just... Oh, wait a minute. I thought I heard on Cherry talking about the other night. 
Oh, I'm sure. He loves the code because he has like a 1870s version of the code where it's like every man must carry a sword and defend his team. Uh, yeah, yeah, he was like defending teammates. <laughs> yeah, he's an idiot. Um the unwritten the un like the unwritten rules of baseball, the unwritten rules of hockey are just Oh, they're so stupid. Like in baseball, one of them is like, you know, when players do a bat flip, mm -hmm. if they get a really big home run and it's like, it's swagger, like they got a really big home run, whatever. Like one of the unwritten rules is like, you're not supposed to do that because you're not supposed to have fun or showboat or be human. And then like you get stuff, then you get stuff which turns into like the Kansas City Royals and Toronto Blue Jays playoff series nonsense where they were like getting into fisticuffs because somebody spiked somebody and somebody did a bat flip and then somebody gets punched in the face and the pitchers are beaming people and like it's just it can be exhausting sometimes so that actually segues well into the next part which is i have a super love-hate relationship with sports <laughs> uh, that's so <laughs> <laughs> I know that was a ton of information to throw down. No, I love it because I had no, I don't know about the codes. I just know that like, I'm probably one of those people that unless that ridiculous stuff happens in a game, I'm kind of, I'm like <laughs> bored. Like I get excited when there's hockey fights or like hockey shenanigans. So I say hockey because that's, uh, we primarily watch hockey and baseball in this house. A little bit of basketball, like when it's the, when we're getting mm -hmm. into the finals, but yeah, baseball and hockey um, don't know half the stuff that's going on in hockey i can barely follow the puck uh i know when things when they're scoring but i need to see like slow motion replays all the time um yeah and then yeah just like baseball with my dad when i was growing up and he always had really strong thoughts about things but i always just thought that that was like not in my wheelhouse yeah not in your wheelhouse because you didn't watch it all the time or just because you were like you didn't care I just didn't care. I think I've always wanted to care more about sports or be into them, but then I just realized it's not my jam. And I love that I have friends that are really into it. Um, my friend Jamie is super, she'll watch sports. Uh, I remember in university, she'd always have sports on in the background, whereas mm -hmm. I'd have like, I don't know, something else, reality TV, who knows. Um, yeah. And I always, I always felt like that's like a cool thing to like, and I was never into it. <laughs> I was like, cool people like sports. So I were here with like my theater and my. I mean, I would say sports is cool from like, for me, for a lot of times, it's a really good conversation starter. Mm -hmm. um, like, if I can start talking to somebody about sports, you kind of have the built in conversation for a decent amount of time. Mm. Um, depending on the sport. Like, if people start talking like about basketball, mm -hmm. I've gotten a lot better where I like. You know, back in the day when you're just trying to impress people and you pretend you know what they're talking about, I used to do that with basketball. And now I'm just like, I don't know who this is. Or like, can you explain to me why this Anthony Davis thing is so effing weird? Which any, if there's any basketball fans who are listening, I hope your head just exploded. And also please explain it to me more because goddamn tampering. <laughs> Anyways, like, so now I'm just more like, I am cool with wanting to learn more about it. And I don't hmm. see it as, um... I don't know a downside that I don't know as much, but mm. um, it can it can be a really cool conversation starter. Um, I'm sure that the other female fans, and I know for a fact that people that I know who are female presenting who like sports have run into the gatekeeper. Okay, that's always a fun one to run into at a party where 
um it's like you can't be a casual fan like god forbid you like baseball because they're good looking dudes like or you know maybe you enjoy hockey but you really like the way that tyler sagan looks like it's just you can't be a casual fan and that pisses me off um we get like the you get like the test when you run into the gatekeeper so it turns into like uh oh oh you you like hockey so like on the 1997 uh Stanley Cup winning blah blah blahs who like what was the coach's the assistant coach's son's blood type because if you don't know that that? you're not a real thing that's so ridiculous (laughs) okay so yeah it can get policed a little bit um I I enjoy um I always used to love saying and to be honest I still love saying it that as a female fan the best part of it is you can appreciate the pass and the ass because oh I like that it yeah, is that's uh, amazing <laughs> there's a lot of good looking dudes and ladies I mean yep. especially we have some really good women's leagues now I mean the WNBA is absolutely crazy uh pro hockey leagues pro soccer leagues like we mma too like there's a lot of uh good looking people to look at so i when you said the wmba i actually had a moment though and it's kind of sad where i was like right that's still happening like you don't oh yeah not enough attention no not at all and to be honest it's um it's frustrating like so for instance this will also date this podcast but so for instance the there are two pro uh, women's hockey leagues in North America. So one is the CWHL, which is the Canadian Women's Hockey League, and the other is the NWHL, which is I think the National Women's Hockey mm. League. Um, so I didn't even know those. Yeah, I didn't know those existed. Well, and that's the thing. Like, there's so there's no coverage of these. So the CWHL actually just announced yesterday, uh, in the worst timing in the world, because not only was it the day before April Fools, it's a week before the women's championships, like the world championships. Mm. Uh, they announced that the CWHL is going to be folding because they don't have, uh, they haven't been breaking even for a number of months now. Um, and it's a really big, uh, it's horrible because I feel like a lot of people for one, didn't even know that that existed. Um, and it just kind of goes into the people who are involved with it. Um, as in the people who work for the league do so much to try and push, you know, um, you know, make sure people are aware and you try to market, but if the big sports channels aren't covering it, how are people supposed to know? And that's kind of, you know, when you say that the W you forget that the WNBA is a thing, Mm -hmm. it's exactly that because rather than getting broadcast on national sports channels, they get relegated to like ESPN eight, the Ocho. Like it's, Oh my God frustrating yeah yeah so i don't think you're the only one who you know didn't know it might have pinged yeah might have pinged a memory or maybe they didn't even know it was a thing Hmm. that's so weird i feel like we got really off topic no yeah i'm just i'm i'm now thinking about my lack of i had i have not been supporting women's leagues maybe as much as i should have but uh yeah I think, to be honest, I think we're all guilty of that. And I would say I'm guilty of that, too, because, you know, all of the sports that I do follow, they're all men's teams. And while I also follow the sports um, for the women's teams, it's not enough. And it's because it's not easily accessible, I guess, is the word that I'm looking for. Like when I'm on Twitter and like flinging through all of the broadcasts and stuff 
like the CWHL, for instance, and the NWHL, they get relegated to online only broadcasts. So instead of me being able to throw on, like, I usually have some kind of sports on in the background, like your friend that you mentioned. So yeah. If I'm not thinking about it, I immediately just throw on TSN and whatever is on TSN is what I have in the background. Like, you know, I have to actively think about, oh, the NWHL is playing today. Oh, this is a team that I want to follow. Oh, I need to go to the website, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's an excuse, and it is, but it's laziness, and I'm not proud of it either. Yeah, it's but it's also, yeah, like you said, it's a system that's in place that keeps us from, like, there's barriers to, con- like, conveniently watch it versus, like, men's sport. You, yeah, you can just switch it on, and mm-hmm. it's get, it gets, like, prime prime real estate on TV. So, absolutely, um, I think about I think about female athletes that I do know, um, and how much they've had to work, I guess, to even get a platform. Like I think about the women's soccer league and and suing for equal pay, and yes, uh, yeah, that was like hard won, like or hard fought. It hasn't been won yet, but like hard fought in that, like that whole league has probably had to work so hard to even get any type of attention well they have and i mean especially so jez is talking about the u.s women's soccer team uh yeah uh they uh did a class action lawsuit against usa soccer about a month ago now probably for um equal wages equal pay because they are significantly underpaid versus the men's national team they have won a world cup the men's have not um the women have to play more games they get paid less and they get paid less if they win they don't get paid anything if they lose whereas the men can make up to a million dollars if they lose and even more if they win so that is insane it is insane that is insane and i mean one of the things i hate about this discussion is as soon as you get into a conversation with people about it they say well it's the revenue and i hate that because I don't have a direct answer for it and I'm trying to be as informed as I can as possible, but it's like, yes, the men's teams do generate more revenue. My argument is if you don't give the women the same chance to generate the same revenue, mm-hmm. how, like if they're not getting on ESPN and TSN and all of the major sports channels, how are you supposed to generate the revenue with ads and all of that shit? So it's exactly, this is, I was saying this is just before we started doing this. Like I love sports so much. It's a huge part of who I am I guess sounds a little bit dramatic but it kind of is like sports is a huge part of what I enjoy and what I talk about oh absolutely Um, yeah and I like that's I've known that about you I think since I met you you always had you always knew about what was going on in sports it's it's, amazing it's definitely a huge passion of mine but the other side is you know I I do have a love-hate relationship with sports because as a female fan there is this added layer that you that i at least i can't speak for everyone that i interact with that sometimes pushes me away from enjoying it as much yeah um and that is everything from like the women's sports not getting enough coverage to um you know there are no female nhl referees right now and they're working on that they invited a whole bunch of them to a camp but they're still super low on how many they wanted to have and, you know, the first NFL female referee, I think, came into the league last year or the year before and just gets like these horrible sexist comments, even though she's doing her job. Like, it's just, oh my God. it's, it's a whole added layer of complicated because 
for me at least it colors how i see the game mm-hmm. and some of it like like my frustration with the unspoken code in baseball right uh just gets it just goes down to like you know uh an old boys club that's still acting like an old boys club or um the new boys who are still perpetuating the old boys club like it just it adds this layer of frustration onto it that is hard for me to talk through sometimes okay and sometimes to be honest it's just exhausting like sports are meant to be entertainment and when i when we consistently are coming up against players in every league who are mm-hmm. being accused of sexual assault or they're known for domestic abuse or, you know, they've had allegations laid against them or teams go to, um, you know, they do ladies nights and everything's pink and sparkly and they talk about how to match your makeup to a hockey jersey or how to do your nails so that they Wait, don't what? smudge. Oh, yeah, that was a whole thing. What? I can't remember which team, but... yeah so it's you know there's this whole layer of not understanding um that there's is that like a puck bunny thing so what do you like so puck bunnies you know what a puck bunny is yes is that different yeah so i think i'm a puck bunny i don't think you're a puck bunny i don't think you are no okay uh it's not a it's not a partner of a player it is then. not but i appreciate that that's how okay. pure your mind went <laughs> and i would like to define it as that going forward so there are okay. names for them in every league um i cannot remember some of them right now and to be honest they don't bear repeating oh a puck bunny is a lovely term for um that hockey players use to talk about a woman okay. who chases hockey players so oh, she only okay. wants to be with hockey players for the notoriety etc cetera, etc cetera. right which makes no sense to me um i i mean those people do exist um which is fine because this is 2019 and people can do and sleep with and be with whoever the fuck they want so oh for sure yeah i there is definitely i just don't know why i need a label because they need labels for everything because it's it's ridiculous i mean i enjoy that there are people in at least the hockey community and i don't know about baseball but i imagine there is in every sports community there is at least in the hockey community there are um women who are taking that label back there's actually a podcast called puck bunnies and they talk about uh half the time they talk about the games and statistics and what happened and the other half of the time they talk about you know tom wilson being a babe like they (laughs) so they you know there's people who are taking that back and i appreciate that a lot Hmm. um it's just i guess my frustration stems from there is no one type of fan mm. and it infuriates me that specifically like we're talking about the NHL right now. Okay. The NHL refuses to see beyond their what they think their core audience is. Mm. Um which is predominantly men, uh predominantly older men. Mm. Um and they don't see the minority communities so and i would put women in the minority mm, communities mm-hmm. but even so people of color uh the lgbtq plus community mm. um so there's there's a lot of frustration that i have with that um and i just yeah sports are great until you start learning about sports which has basically been my experience like when you learn about um actually sorry let me preface that so my involvement in sports is i think different than 
how some other people interact with sports. So I have always been the type of person where I love sports because I like the Mm -hmm. game, but I love the players Mm -hmm. even more. I'm always more interested in who are the players as people. Like, I want to know that Phil Kessel has a dog named Stella, who I absolutely love. And like, I want to know that, you know, Austin Matthews loves fashion and has done some pretty cool photo shoots. Like, those are the things that I know and have always paid attention to. Mm -hmm. And I've never been able to separate the player from the person. Um, I don't have a problem with that. Some people don't agree with that, which then brings me to, I think, why I have such a hard time sometimes watching sports and being involved with them because um you know when a player does something that they get accused of sexual assault or they're in some kind of altercation or what have you i can't separate like i cannot see them then as this is the player versus that's the person who did the thing they're one and the same to me and i don't agree with people who are like well you know, Kobe's a legend and look at all the stuff he's done. It's like, yeah, but look at the stuff he's done off the court. Like, I can't separate those things. Mm. So that's Mm -hmm. where some of my frustration comes in. It would be hard, yeah. And I know, like, what you're saying about um, the domestic violence, like, the NFL right now, how, how, how do you even, Yeah. how do people, like, artists and, um, I think about like the halftime games and all of that and Colin Kaepernick and all of this, like the yep. racial stuff. I'm just like, it, yeah, it's hard for me when it comes because we don't really uh, watch football that often, but it's like, how do you support football's great. Football's really fun, but I, it's hard to support the organization that is the NFL. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. And to be honest, like, yeah, in terms of social awareness, the way that I would rank the big four, I guess, would be I'd put the NBA number one. The NBA, on terms of social awareness, um, I want to see his name's Adam Sterling, but I don't know that that's entirely true. The commissioner of the NBA is a very aware person who has done a ton mm-hmm. of work in. Um, so, in that instance, so the NBA and the WNBA are actually affiliated. So they do a lot of work supporting the WNBA and have lent their brand to that. Um, mm-hmm. They do a ton of work with um, charities. They work with the LGBTQ plus community. They're very good about policing um, shit that happens, to be honest, within, within their own league. Um, I would kind of put, this is always difficult. I don't even know if I would put baseball up there, but I guess I would put like the NBA is far and away. Number one in my mind and two, Mm. three and four are kind of like jumbled together. Like if they're apart, they're like a centimeter apart. Mm. (laughs) So I guess I would put the NBA, uh, MLB NFL and like three feet of shit. And then the NHL. Mm. So (laughs) it's, I get it. And I mean, again, to be a casual fan, to be my own devil's advocate, do you really need to know that stuff to enjoy it? No. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of people kind of bounce in and out of it the way that you do, where it's like, yeah, the Super Bowl's on. I'm going to go to the Super Bowl party. I just want to eat all the food and cool football's on. Like, it's much more of a casual thing, um, which, mm-hmm. to be honest, I would say is a lot more healthy than the way that I care about sports. <laughs> yeah. And, like, with this year for the Super Bowl, we actually didn't even support the halftime show. We just, like turned it off and watched star trek i don't even know if we ended up finishing the game i can't remember but it was just like it was I a just bad had game so you didn't miss anything 
and it was also yeah, it was but yeah, it's just like the Col- I think the Colin Kaepernick stuff. I know it's like, oh, you should have been more aware before that, but he obviously brought so much attention to the issues that were going on um, that I think that really just like, yeah, because we used to watch the Super Bowl every year when I was in university. My roommates and I, some of them mm-hmm. did know what was going on, and I also liked the excuse to order pizza and garlic bread. Um, <laughs> But like, yeah, now it's like, oh, God, do I watch this? You know, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. I try to be as aware as I can, but I think that extends to more than sports. Um, mm-hmm. I just try to always think of that quote where it's like, do you best do your best till you know better than when you know better, do better. Like, I really yeah. try to be aware of that stuff because to me, it's important. Um, mm-hmm. I have gotten in conversations and to be honest, like, confrontational conversations with people in the past of being like why can't you like separate it like they're how what they do on the field should be different than who they are as a person and it's like for me they're not and I need to get to be okay with the fact that people don't see the same way that I do when it comes to that kind of stuff but it's difficult Mm -hmm. for me I'll be the first to admit that can I ask like when you get those discussion is it primarily with um male folks or have you gotten into those arguments with female sports fans um i think it's been predominantly with men that i've experienced also i think uh mm-hmm. in their defense it's just statistics thing like again right. there's not a lot of women that i know who watch sports heavily so when you do get into those specifics about like you know what kobe's done or whatever mm-hmm. um typically you're you're talking to somebody who's watched the game their entire life so or watch the league their entire life so for the most part from my interactions that's been male fans mm. okay that's really interesting yeah i wonder if it's just there's like a weird hero complex there too right like people a lot of um boys grew up with like the idea that like a sports player a sports player <laughs> was their <laughs> was their hero right like idolized it's the weedy's box situation um it's not like boys necessarily grew up idolizing i don't know scientists i mean some of them might have but a lot of it is like sports right it's this yeah. whole idea of like so i'm just wondering if it's once their heroes are found to be human it's like oh yeah they have a hard time compartmentalizing or, or like realizing that you know their amazing baseball player hero is actually just as flawed as the rest of us i don't know well i agree with that but i also i would say that that I think extends to everybody. I mean, we're seeing this now with the entire Me Too movement, right? Like, mm-hmm. we're seeing people that people thought were like, look at Bill Cosby. Mm. Like, people are having a really hard time coming to terms with the fact that, like, he's been convicted now. Like, mm-hmm. this is a thing that happened, and people don't want to believe it. Um, the whole Michael Jackson thing that's happening right now mm. is a really interesting Super, one because yeah. people, to be honest, there's been. I remember hearing rumors about that since yeah. I was a kid, um, and to kind of have it all come out now is interesting. Yeah. But it's, I mean, it is. I also think we're in an era right now where um, everything is recorded. Mm. Like you are recorded everywhere you go. Your every move is put up there. And so things come out in the wash. And I think, like, I get frustrated with people who say, like, you know, back in the day, this never happened. And it's like, oh, it happened. It's just it's not readily mm. available on footage the way it is now. So it's, you know, we're dealing with an era of different 
different times and dealing with who do we idolize maybe that's the conversation mm-hmm. we need to be having mm-hmm. to be honest i think it's a bigger conversation we need to be mm-hmm. having no that's a good point that's a good point and like i think it's fine to idolize um athletes it's just as long as they're doing something productive with their platform yeah i you know. i agree with you but i don't know how far i would go to apply it mm. because that just to me sounds like then we only like people who are advocating for things and that I think can be a slippery slope because people do have a freedom of expression and a freedom of opinion so Mm -hmm. this is always where I get tripped up too because it's like I'm fine with people whose opinions like you know athletes or celebrities who whose opinions mirror mine and then those who have differing opinions, it's like, well, how far does freedom of speech go? Mm-hmm. And you can get into a whole black hole. So it's, I don't know how I feel about that one. I'm going to abstain from deciding. Mm. I think, yeah, I I think you can like a player for playing well, but then I think it goes back to this idea that we were talking about. Like, you can't, it's going to be hard if something comes out and then you can't separate the fact that they're a good player. So if they're... For me, anytime you get up to like some sort of level of success like that, um, I don't think you can get away from the fact that you may not get to um, be on the side of neutrality because sometimes being on the side of being a neutral, it's like, I'm just an athlete. I'm just here to play the game. Like, I don't want to comment. It's mm. like you're choosing the side of an oppressor when you are neutral. That's um, fair. Especially at that level. Like when you're somebody who's like, I don't know, like I'm sure a high school student who's on the varsity team, it's going to be hard for them to recognize what kind of platform they have and how to deal with it in a mature way. And um, But when you're like an NBA or an NFL athlete, like I just think your, your, your salary level is obnoxious. And if you're not using your your the space that you're in and the and the influence that you have and the like the money that you have to like I don't know, just, I'm going to, it's going to sound like Oprah E, but just like contribute positively. I'm not even going to say that like, you have to be some sort of hardcore advocate or I don't, I don't know, but like, it's got, it's, there's got to be something there where, cause that's, I think, I just think about if I was ever at that level, I would have to start recognizing that, oh, I can't just, I'm not just in the background anymore. Like I'm in front of a movement. I'm in front of a sport. I'm a face of something. And it's like a crappy, I think some of them are like, well, I never signed up for this. I just signed up to play. But it's like, no, you also do. Cause that's today, right? Like anytime you sign up for something that's publicly facing, you have to take on a degree of responsibility and it's hard because sometimes you just want to be anonymous. Um, I'm kind of going around in circles, but I'm just saying, I think that if we're going to say that they either shouldn't be advocates or they're allowed not to be advocates or they're allowed not to like they're allowed to just be I don't I don't know about that just because of the level of play and the level of like um what they're given I yeah I get what you're saying I would also say though that it entirely rests on the climate of the league that they play in Mm. so take colin kaepernick for example Mm. so he decided incredibly bravely to start advocating for black lives matter and to be you know a really strong force with that movement Mm -hmm. and 
literally they just you know he just got a settlement because the any the nfl owners colluded against letting him play mm-hmm. so the man's career basically like was murdered because he decided to take a stand mm-hmm. um i don't agree with that whatsoever but you then can't turn around and necessarily fault and this is something like again this is something i struggle with too because my immediate reaction is like say something and it's also like there is so much context that we aren't taking into account here like can Mm -hmm. you then really blame somebody for not like somebody who's not a starting Mm -hmm. quarterback they don't actually make that much money and the average nfl career is really not long so can you really then blame someone for Mm -hmm putting their their livelihood at risk and potentially taking care of their family to say something but then on the other side you need people to speak up because how is it supposed Mm. to change so it's this like this is a nebulous issue so it's oh it's such a yeah i think and it's like in other industries too like just that cycle of like do i say something i'm gonna lose my you know i don't want to lose my livelihood and it's like you can't make the changes that need to be made when nobody's saying it. yeah it's and I yeah. don't want to, to be honest, I am picking the issue of neutrality in this because I don't, there's parts to every side. Like people are taking care of their families, but then you also have people covering up behavior mm-hmm. that is unacceptable. And you also have people um, by being neutral who are holding back movements like Black Lives Matter. So it's at a certain point, I think it comes down to every individual. They have to make that choice for themselves and history will tell what side mm-hmm. you end up on. And that's as far as I would wade into that because it's a black hole of uh, morality. And this is the thing too. Like, again, this is how I view sports. And I don't know if any, if you guys are still with us, can you tell why I'm exhausted with it? <laughs> like, this is what goes into my brain. Yeah. And I don't think the casual fan cares about stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Well, I think... Um... You know, it's so funny. I'm I don't know if I'm gonna like verbalize this properly, but it it is the same thing in other areas. Like I think about just spaces that I've been in, and it's like the idea of yeah, morality and maybe doing the right thing even though it's a hard thing and then it means you um yeah. Anyway, this is we're getting into some deep things. Yeah, we are. Uh but it's true. It is. It's I think it's like a lot of stuff it for the longest time it's been able to be a form of entertainment and that's great but then now um we're seeing like the other side of it because they haven't been publicizing that you know before and now it's like oh we have to kind of how do we reframe and and move forward um yeah to be honest i think it's just in we are now in the age of information like this is we consume Mm -hmm. more information per day than i think some people have ever consumed in their lifetime Mm -hmm. so i think it's now for me at least it's thinking critically about what i am consuming like and that goes for everything like anything that comes off the internet that i consume or people's opinions like it's just things are not as simple as they ever Mm -hmm. were Mm -hmm. and i think that is both a blessing and a curse so question on that then because you are such a sports fan and because this mm-hmm. is yeah it's a politically charged is a racially charged um space uh all of that how do you um kind of consume it as safely as you can and like protect your mental health as much as possible because it's like like you said any type of media that's out there um something that we care about 
these kind of things are going to come up. So how how is it that you consume it? Um, and look at it critically as well. I think it's, I mean, I'll talk about it from the frame of hockey because that's where I have the most relevant experiences, I guess, with that. So mm-hmm. I picked hockey up in university. Um, I got added to like a, a playoff bracket and that's kind of how I picked it up. Mm-hmm. I picked my granddad's team because that's who I wanted to root for and then love the sport. Like I was known as like, not the crazy hockey fan, but kind of like how you know me is always knowing what's going on. That was my reputation in university. Okay. <laughs> like, nice. So, and that's still kind of how I consume sports. I know a lot of trivia. Like I'm really good with sports trivia. So, um, so that's kind of where I picked it up and I've been watching it ever since. Um, for Probably... It got to a point with hockey, specifically around one incident um, that a couple of years ago, where it actually affected me so much I didn't watch hockey for about two seasons. Wow. Um, yeah, it was... Um, yeah, it was basically uh, Patrick Kane on the Chicago Blackhawks. He's like their number one scorer. Um, he's had a number of... Uh, he's had a number of... Um, allegations i guess you could call them against him he's been under investigation Mm. and the entire thing from top to bottom because i don't want to get into it because it would take a a long time um basically the way that Mm. the team handled it was super unsatisfactory from the point of a female fan Mm. um the way that the league handled it was ridiculous the way that the players association handled it was ridiculous and it kind of all came to a head to me for me because it was like here is this thing that you love Mm. and the people who are involved with it are systemically kind of putting all these little walls and it's like you're not welcome here you're not welcome here you're not welcome here so Mm. it just like really brought everything to like i was the baking soda volcano and was like i can't do this anymore and it was like it it even came to a point where like if friends wanted to talk about hockey i'm like we can talk about hockey but we're not talking about patrick kane because i can't deal with it and even to this day like i don't I don't want to watch Patrick Kane. I don't want to hear about Patrick Kane. I don't want any of it. So, mm. and again, this is, um, I'm entirely biased. I'll be the first one to admit that. So it's just how I perceive the game. Mm-hmm. But it's it's incredibly difficult. I mean, my sister, for instance, there was an incident with her favorite player on the Blue Jays came out as, uh, had a domestic assault charge mm. against him that was quite serious. Mm-hmm. And she had a really hard time with coming to terms with the fact that her favorite player was now human. So it's, you know, it's not easy and it um, it comes up a lot of ways and you get disappointed a lot. I think it's also, I've sought out, um, like I guess in hockey and I think in any sport, like if you're in it the way I'm in it, you know, like the, you know, the teams, you know, the media personalities, like, you know, the people of note in and around the sport, like the reporters to follow and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. I've been very careful about selecting people who I consume media from, like, especially in the, the hockey media, about consuming it from people who I know aren't dickheads, to okay. be completely honest. Like, there are some, like Don Cherry. Mm. When I was a kid, I used to think Don Cherry was a goddamn Canadian treasure. Okay. And now I think he's a xenophobic old man. Like, it's just, you know, like, he just... He says some stuff. Oh, my God, he man. He them. just... Yeah. It's, he there's a number of personalities in hockey that are like Don Cherry, like Pierre Maguire, who's a human thumb. Like, it's just, he got into his own controversy <laughs> with K 
Kendall coin. Like just it, yeah, it gets frustrating because every instance that they have where it could be opened to a larger audience, some of them do well and some of them fucking faceplant and it's frustrating. So Right. Yeah, I it's yeah, so it's I've I've really tried to select the media that I consume and have it be from um people who at least see the game from a more wide open view they don't have to have the same views that i do Mm. but i just i i need that filter of being respectful to society to be there in order to consume it so for instance i went to i went to a book signing yeah yeah oh i was gonna say do you oh no i was gonna say do you have anybody that you would recommend that like yeah so comes at it from a critical eye but it does yeah so the I've talked about it before, but um, Steve Dangle is the guy I was actually just about to talk about. Mm. So he mm-hmm. has a YouTube channel. I went to his book signing on the weekend and we kind of briefly talked about, you know, um, I find him as somebody who has a lot of respect for um, female fans, but also more general fan, like more broad mm. fans in general. Um, and then he has a podcast, which is my favorite podcast, not only because it's a hockey one, but because it's funny. It's called the Steve Dangle Podcast. And he does that with Adam Wilde and Jesse Blake, who are part of a radio show here in Toronto. Mm-hmm. And they, I don't always agree with them. To be honest, it's probably a 50-50 shot about whether or not I agree with them on their opinions. But they just have that, um, they come at the same, the issues from the same side that I do in that they can understand why people are frustrated with all of the, you know, sexual allegations, whatever comes up or, you know, they get frustrated with the old boys club and why is hockey still doing this and stuff like that. Mm. Or if they don't, they at least present it in a way that it's a rational conversation. Like it's not just like, that's the way we've always done it. So that to me is the type of media that I choose to consume and it makes it easier. And there's a couple I'm not as familiar with ones for, um baseball or to be honest i don't know any for the nfl because i don't consume a lot of media that's not just the games themselves um so yeah i just i try to follow people and consume media from people who have that more broad approach yeah cool have i talked your ear off yet no i think it's good i think just because i've only been surrounded by and like the town that i'm from there's, I don't think there's anybody watching um, sports in a critical way. Uh, it's either like people aren't watching sports, but they have a lot to say about it. Do you know what I mean? Like the people who are like, I have, so, you know, and then it's like, well, have you ever? Yeah. I can imagine it's complicated when the space that you are a big fan of is like going to shit. And then on the other side, it's like, um, I have obviously a really biased view because I don't watch those things and I sometimes think that it's like out of control how much money some of these people make and the disparity and all that stuff. But like, have I, do I know enough to talk about it? Probably not. Um, Yeah. So it's just, it's, it's nice to hear from somebody who's really passionate about it and like is trying to think critically about it. Like you said, we all should be looking at our areas of interest with a critical eye because, you know, stuff is, stuff is happening nowadays it is and it's again like i will preface all of this if you can preface something after you've talked about it for however many minutes (laughs) uh with um you know i'm incredibly passionate about this uh more so than your average casual fan so it's you know it's something that i probably take a little bit more personally than i should 
And it always reminds me of that. Um, I can't remember. I know his name is Seth, but I can't remember his last name. But he did this thing. He used to do the SNL daily update. And it was a clip about the Super Bowl. Mm. And he was talking about how his wife doesn't like sports and he loves sports. And she's like, why do you care? It doesn't matter at all. It doesn't affect you. And he's like, I know. I know I shouldn't care. I know it shouldn't affect me at all. But I want them to win so bad. And like, that's how... (laughs) like that's how it is with sports like it's just like we are fully aware that it's irrational like my sister and i were texting about you know the jays home opener and it's like we know that it's completely irrational and we should just be able to like if the game sucks and we're not having fun we should just be able to turn it off and go do something fun but we can't because we're sports fans (laughs) i love that though oh so so did that I wonder when you said like it's fine like I know but I want them to win I feel like I get like that is what I I relate to that with them you know the longtime fans it's like why do you like that team so much like they're garbage this is so silly why do you bother watching their like games if they're always gonna lose and it's like this is just like it's like what you know it's like become part of your life it's the promise weird way because at any given time like look at Leafs fans like I would I've been paying a lot more attention to the Leafs lately um totally a bandwagon fan I'll be the first to admit it but you know like Leafs fans who have been fans for years when they were shit and it's like they like they haven't won a cup since 1967 and people still are die hard and it's like why and it's like because they could they could and that's sports for you in a nutshell Dude, you know that that is what I live, right? Like I, my partner, he has been a Leafs fan since he has been a child, like for like four, oui, baby. forever. Um, so it's uh, it's a, you know, I remember the day that John Tavares got signed. I think yeah, it was Canada Day, right? Last yep. summer, just to nail it only, home. <laughs> the only the only time I've ever heard him yell in excitement like actually like my level of yelling like I yell all the time (laughs) but this was like it was like I was in another room and all I heard was Tavares and it was like (laughs) it was like unbridled joy and it's it's like it's so I I don't know what that's like like I don't know what that's like and I think that's really cool to have that like commitment to uh, a team and and what they could be it's it's there's something really romantic about it that like i will not ever have (laughs) there it is romantic it's also completely irrational like whatever (laughs) like i know you you know like i know it's not called this but i can't think of the word you know like a gambler's high yeah yeah yeah. that's what sports is like it's sticking with a team for 40 years (laughs) just because they could is not rational behavior and yet we like people are buying tickets and they're like this is our year man i really like we picked up this guy and that guy and this is our year we got john Tavares now this is but it is their fucking year don't even talk to me about it like (laughs) (laughs) i know it's so funny it's like this is it the the cup's here yeah it's this is the year yeah it's amazing and i get like it's fun when we get to the when we get to the playoffs time it's like you get a little bit invested but it's the same thing like i can't watch um figure skating because i get too too into uh, it yeah heat up about failure it's like i'm just like i get so emotional like i can't handle it so i have to completely detach like i'm already this is not the same but it's kind of the same for me i'm already trying to emotionally prepare for game of thrones (laughs) and i need to detach from 
any Everyone's of the characters because I am just going to that's what I'm that's what I need to go into it thinking so that that's maybe why I can't um do sports because I <laughs> I get too invested and then I get too ups- I get too upset and then it's just like a whole thing anyways that's where I'm at um yeah so I I have I have mental problems is what I'm saying and I can't, I can't just enjoy things Oh, that's the entirety of being a sports fan. I can't remember what it was. My sister and I were discussing. It was some kind of playoff game or big game that um, my sister and I, we were watching together or we were talking about together. And it was one thing where it was like neither of us had any stake in the teams that were playing. I can't remember the sport and I can't remember the teams. And it was for the first time I was like, you know what? This is super fun. Mm. Like I was just enjoying a good game. (laughs) And I was like, man. If only it would be this chill all the time. But because I have zero chill, it's never like that. Oh my god. Like, I got to the point where, like, oh my god, when I was in university, when the Leafs made the playoffs that first mm. time, and they played Boston, and it was it was 4-1, and every Leafs fan knows what the hell I'm talking about. Uh, like, I will get to the point where, like, I sprained my ankle during that game because I jumped up and came down on it wrong because I was just so excited when they started scoring. Like, oh, yeah, I, I used to be so superstitious that I used to think I had to, like, wear a thing or sit in one place. And if I was sitting a certain way when they scored, I had to stay sitting like that because otherwise they wouldn't score. Like, it is not it's not normal. It's unnatural. And it's not fun. Oh, my but that's goodness. sports. It's. It's incredible. And like the memories that um, sports fans have. So fun fact, I am. Oh, uh, my God. Yes. I we I'm we're family friends with a really um, like (laughs) famous for a lot of reasons. Hockey ref. Uh, Not always good reasons. Um, And it's really fascinating. I wonder if it's who I'm thinking of. (laughs) Uh, It's really fascinating that this man's (laughs) career was really like contingent on. this one time to, for the Leafs. So, uh, <laughs> oh no, oh no. Anyways, um, so I just found that really interesting. And like, I mean, I talked to the guy, and he's he's hung out with my grandma, and he's very nice. But I know when I've talked to certain hockey fans, it's like it, there's this like deep, deep. Um, they have really. Oh, if I ever feelings. meet that guy and in I'm a like, dark alley, blah blah blah. <laughs> yeah and it's just it's just really interesting to me i just i the the passion of sports fans is amazing it'd probably be very similar to like i'm trying to think of i don't know i guess i get really into like rupaul's drag race like my my colleague and i have like really intense discussions and really impassioned it's not the same actually i can't even compare it i have nothing I yes it is I, i've heard people have brackets for rupaul's drag race i was in one for the all-stars yeah <laughs> And it was like, I've strategically chose people based on their skill sets. So yeah, I guess it's kind of similar. But yeah, it's... Um... And like bachelor brackets, it's the same. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, people do have strong feel. Actually, my favorite um, was one of my male colleagues. He had really strong feelings about this last bachelor season. Um, and it was it was funny. It's, I think it's just like, it's something to rally around that that is you know, for the most part, entertainment. Um, oh, absolutely. It is unfortunate with stuff gets mixed in. when the politics and all this stuff gets mixed in. That's, yeah, I get it. That's, it makes it hard. But for the, it is something that like lets us kind of, 
you know, get together as a country and get together as like a province and yeah. Oh, seriously, like when you talk about sports moments that are like in your brain, I remember exactly where I was for the golden goal in twenty ten. Mm. Like I was living in London at the time. Like I was yeah. in a I was doing a co op term. I was living in a house with a bunch of musicians who didn't watch sports. And it was hilarious because I was in the living room screaming about the gold medal game for hockey for Canada versus USA. And they were in the kitchen making all the snacks. <laughs> they were a great group of guys. But, like, I will remember that moment to the day I die. And, like, just, you know, like, it's amazing how much this stuff is, like, ingrained in your brain. <laughs> It's true. And even me, like, not being a massive, massive sports fan, um, I really like, like, going to the hockey rink. And I like um, listening to the conversation afterwards. Like, I don't know half of the stuff that's happened in the game. <laughs> but, like, listening to them all talk about it and, like, the words that they use and they just have, like, this whole other language. It's very Angle, similar to, like, sauce, I don't know. When I'm et cetera. Of, yeah. <laughs> when I'm around a bunch of uh, dancers, I guess we kind of have our own language i don't know not or, really yeah um, every community has but, language like that yeah i mean it's 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 kind of cool i just there's something like um simplistic about it and it's like it it gives you a little bit of like um you could just take a break from maybe thinking about things that are overly complicated or uh too deep or whatever it's just like you're just out there playing a game i don't know we got a lot. We got we got emotional. I would say emotional. <laughs> <laughs> we did. It's been a lot, but you know, like like I said, when I said to just before we started this, I was like, "This is this is a hard one because, like, I like you said, this is something I'm super yeah. passionate about, and a lot of people are super passionate about, and nothing is like the entirety of sports is a gray area, and that's really difficult." Mm. Well, I I hope that I um, served you okay today and letting you express yourself on. Oh, definitely. Okay. Express yourself. Yes, completely. I got a lot of shit off my chest. Clearly. I I also am really glad that you got to meet that guy this weekend. That's really cool because I even know that man's name from you. Yeah, it was. Um, I initially. Um, so were you nervous about meeting him were you like is he gonna be as good in person as he is like uh on the po- i don't know do you know what i mean like oh yeah, yeah. idols <laughs> i've met him once before he's a super nice guy oh, okay. um i was actually nervous to meet him because i wanted to talk about some important stuff about like being a female fan and how i appreciate how he's mm-hmm. approached it and stuff like that so like i feel like a lot of people were like they a lot of people did like inside jokes with him because he is a comedy personality and I appreciated the lightheartedness, but I was like, this is too important to me to not say it. Mm. So I just need to. And the other thing was that podcast basically helped me through a very difficult time over the last kind of eh, six months. I'd go, I'd say that that podcast kept me sane more than anything else did. And I wanted him to know that. So it was a lot for me. Um, But you know, I feel like it's important to tell people when they've done something that's really contributed to your life or made it better. So it was like, it was a big deal because, um, so he wrote this book. It's a biography about his life. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, it's also from a comedy perspective, but I know he put a lot of work into it because he kind of like, you know, we've heard the podcast over the whole time he was writing the book Mm -hmm. and it was, you know, you kind of feel like you're along with a buddy for the ride. Mm -hmm. So 
but he's been doing these book signings across Ontario and even outside of Ontario. And I had heard from a lot of people that they were like so much bigger than I think anybody expected mm. because um, he's actually super mm. popular. So I was nervous about going because I was like, you know, stuff like that makes me anxious to like, sure. you don't know what's going to happen. And I was like, am I going to have to wait in a line for like four goddamn hours? Like um, my over preparedness actually helped me very well because i was there super early and subsequently got oh. a chair so i just sat and read until the thing started and i was sixth in line so i was done before the thing had actually even technically started because he started early because he's a super nice guy so it was uh really nice like i'm i was proud of myself for going i was really happy that i got to let him know mm. how much this stuff has helped me and it was just nice to see like it's one of those things where um, it was just nice to see somebody's success and it was nice to see like he was handling it well but also kind of in awe at the the size of the crowds and stuff which was just kind of nice to see yeah, that he wasn't taking awesome. it for granted that's really cool I like hearing that mm. um, also because I only know the dangles thing because one of my friends from high school had a car that he called Jay dangles uh, so I just really like I just really <laughs> like that <laughs> I, I'm I have a fondness for that word. Dirty dangles. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> Jay dangles. Yep. We put it in a video once about dangling modifiers, so I totally destroyed a space reference. <laughs> in English, it was in English. My friend Jamie is listening to this. She knows. She knows. He was like, my friend was like, it's about, it's like oh called this God. because it's hockey. And I was like, yeah, it's fine. Uh we have to do a project on dangling modifiers. <laughs> It's I'm an English cool, term. Guys. Shut up. I'm super cool. <laughs> this, is, this is why I'm not great in the sports thing. Um, yeah, I like... <laughs> I had something else to say, and it's like, totally God, I apologize. Um, okay. So, uh, yeah, sports. Um, critical eye, guys. Use, use a critical eye. Sports. Sportsing. Sprotting. Sprot. Sprouting. I would, to be honest, I would really like to hear from people. Mm. We got, we went into a lot of opinions today, predominantly mine. Um, and I know that people view sports differently. And I would like to hear from people, like, you know, how do you view it? Do you take it as seriously as I do? God, I hope not. If you do, <laughs> bless you, child. Um, like, how do you view it? Do you take the social stuff into account? Does it not even factor in? Like, does it change your mind hearing about how somebody else views it? Like, I would just, I would love to know. I think that your passion for it is important. And I don't think that it's that bonkers. I think I like that you lean into it and that you own it. So that is my thought for today, that Sinead's opinions on sports are important and people should listen to them. Thanks, Mom. That was really sweet. I appreciate it. <laughs> also, my partner calls, I think he always refers to you as like the hockey girl. <laughs> he does. Okay, and that's because I didn't move board once. Like first, first time you guys met, I think it was like, and I was like, I was like rose wasted. Um, you were. You were. That was all my fault. That was, what was that like that? Uh, what was that brand of rose? Anyways. Um, <laughs> it was very good, whatever it was. <laughs> But he, yeah, that's how you guys met, and you were talking about hockey. Also, we made vision boards that night, and I'm we did make sure vision boards, sports references. 
because so we had to purchase magazines to do the vision boards and me being me i also bought like vogue and stuff because that's stuff i'm interested in and then i also bought the hockey news because that's a thing i'm interested in so it had like i love it jamie ben was on there phil kessel was definitely on there and then that was the first time that i met jess's partner and it was like uh i'm pretty sure i remember you telling me that he asked you after i left if that was phil kessel on my vision board (laughs) Yeah. Oh, we are um, we're tremendous <laughs> Phil Kessel fans. I don't really know Phil Kessel that well. Other other than um, he's a stud is apparently the general oh, like he, uh, a stud, a saint, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. <laughs> we love Phil Kessel in this house yeah. and in this podcast. Yeah, and uh, I did find a really funny like old school uh, Leafs jersey. It was just like a cotton oh, thing, but yes, it looked like an did. old school Leafs jersey. And it said Kessel on the back from when he played. And so I found that for $8 at Goodwill and I brought that home. Amazing. And that's, that was a gem of a find. Yeah. Amazing. I'm so yeah, jealous. And also, <laughs> well, I guess I think it's because like I like him because he's like, you see him and apparently he like never like would really warm up at the beginning of the games and he's kind of like stocky like he doesn't look like the most fit but he's actually like such a good player and he's thinking like he's a he's a decent like like hockey player but he doesn't like look like it and that's i like that he's an incredible hockey player and the reason he doesn't look like it is because he had cancer there you go like people forget that part people judge and i like that people underestimate him because when people underestimate me it's it's almost like it's like an opportunity so yeah yeah i I relate to you phil kessel not the cancer part that's sad that's sad but good for him he beat the cancer he did yay and we love him we love him and we love stella stella (laughs) Stella. (laughs) i'm really gonna end on talking about phil kessel's dog maybe I wish podcasts had pictures sometimes because here we just like have a picture <laughs> of the dog and Stella. be like, hey, thanks for joining us, everybody. Here's Phil Kessel's dog. We can put her on uh, Instagram, though. That can be our <laughs> promo for this episode. It's just yes! Stella. I like it. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. So we're closing out. And yep. this is great. Yeah. I, I want to hear from folks. Um, I also kind of really want to hear from people who, uh, Maybe, yeah, maybe they don't watch the big four, but they have like sports that are mm-hmm. like, like, um, yes. I'm trying to think about alternative sports. Uh, wait, hold on. It's going to come to me. A lot of my colleagues are super, uh, actually they followed like the cricket, the cricket world, um, finals. Oh my God. So, yes. Like, I want to hear. Can someone explain yes. cricket to me? Because I would love to understand. That would be super interesting. Um, cause that's, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's just like as competitive a massive like, oh, sport my goodness. Yeah. so something like that or even just like yeah a sport that maybe we didn't talk about that is where you and your your circle like are living and, and living for and um yeah that'd be interesting yes remember high alive remember when that was the thing remember what high alive that like crazy game where they whiffed balls at the wall really hard no nope. that was a sport <laughs> i'm not i'm not following you here oh man okay hold on i'm gonna oh come on it's like okay this is gonna now i'm gonna i'm off i'm off on a tangent now um i'm gonna look this up and then i'm gonna send it to shanae so that she knows what i'm if you know what jess is talking about (laughs) let us know oh yeah 
Yeah, the rise in the the rise and the rise and fall of Hyalai. It's a sport involving a ball bounced off a walled space by accelerating it to high speeds with a handheld device. It was like bonkers, and then it just went away. But like the balls went really fast. So if any, yeah, if there are any Hyalai enthusiasts, um, apparently it's gone by the wayside now. But let's let's dig into that. <laughs> if you have whatever Jess said, opinions, you can let us know. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at Ginger's Jump on both Jess and her magic sport. Where can they find you? <laughs> you can you can find me um, at Jess Ireland on Twitter and <laughs> I'm and Ron Jess- bringing me <laughs> and- and Jess Ireland 7 on Instagram, which at this point in time, I don't think anybody's going to follow me. So just, just, just have a great. Um, and we also have our own Instagram. Life. Yes. At French Feather Podcast. Yeah, we need to end this. Okay. <laughs> Love you all. Thank you for tuning in. We do. Thanks for sticking with us. Bye. Bye.